This is CliffCentral.com. And hello to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Cliff Central. Welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes. As always, it's amazing to be in your company. And it's, you know, it's very gratifying to know that you've taken the time to be with us and listen to us and participate. I'm Shemaine Harris. And with us in studio, pressing all the buttons and making us sound amazing, is Palesa Mabuye. Hey, Palesa. Of course, I'm Liesl Tom. Hello, everyone. And also in studio, Shemaine, mm-hmm. is Wanda Bruce. Today we are talking about the magic of plants. And I have to tell you, the journey I took to get to Wanda was quite <laughs> interesting. Um, but Wanda, first, I think you should tell people why you are the expert on, on the magic of plants. Because for me to do it is going to take quite a while. You're more practiced. You know, you, you've got this down pat very briefly, your experience in plants. Well, let's just say that um, Africa holds, and particularly South Africa, 10% of our fauna and flora. And, I mean, it's alive, it's kicking, and why not just have a good look at it? So um, I uh, got involved with clients, people in the pharmaceutical industry with complementary medicine who just showed me plantations of plants, and I happened to write all about it. I had to go research, what was this plant, what is it going to do? And and acquired knowledge over the years, having to, as a writer, as an, an educator on the net, mm-hmm. um, I um, like to to open people's minds. And at the moment you are doing research about indigenous plants and, and their medicinal properties. <clears throat> it's not a concentrated research. It's research when um, its uh, spirit guides me. The spirit of the plant gets led to me. So let's do, we can talk about ca- cannabis, and, okay. and that got led to me this weekend. Okay, so are you saying you are a herbalist? No, I'm not a herbalist. Okay. I'm a writer. I'm All an right. educator. I'm a health coach. Okay. Uh, I'm a so, therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a doctor, uh-huh. but I have insight and I'm extremely Indeed. intuitive. Because when somebody says that, you know, like the spirit, you, you go with the spirit or the oh. spirit of the plant, and that, that's kind of like, for me, that's like, yeah, sun that also must grabbed speak, um, me. Uh, you know, that I kind noticed of a, it grabbed you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, well, I'll take, I'll you just, know, so, and I mean, we, we, we often, we take a word and we have different connotations to it. And this is not to place you in a box. You know, but for me, if somebody does have all that knowledge, they go up a notch, you know, because they go into teacher um, territory. Mm, I like the word teacher, teacher plants. Okay, teachers plants. So so how do they call you? What they call me? How do they call you? The the plants. (laughs) Oh, the plants (laughs) or the people. Yeah. Um, you You have to have an awareness about yourself to start with. I think it is where you find your, where your perceptions lie. And I think from a viewpoint of plants, uh, the most fundamental perceptions lie on our, how we view the world when, when it comes to plants. The most fundamental perception would be the plants. Okay. I know there's a thought behind that statement. Could you, do you want to go on? <laughs> but there's energy. Okay. Okay. So we are all energy. Everything is energy. It's just different layers and different levels. Mm-hmm. And so are the plants. And plants, I think if we look at the world today, uh, there's a conscious revolution happening. Mm-hmm. I think that we have 7 billion people on this planet and nowhere to go. Nothing to do. 
except like Gramble, where we're next so tired, so exhausted, waking up every day to do what? Mm-hmm. So there's a level of consciousness, and those that have found that level of consciousness are seeing a new world, a new right. place. But think this whole thing also has where people are now getting in touch with plants more. Do you think that is the spirit of the plants calling us and saying, listen, guys, you actually need to start hearing us. And, and <coughs> you know, and then because there are people who, are con- who can, uh, who can, how can I say, who, who can hear people like you, you know, who can hear and who can help with raising um, the, the con- awareness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you actually, they got in touch with you. And you said, okay, I'll be the mad one and tell people that the plants are speaking to me. Or um, have I got it wrong? And then in that way, then you go like educate the, the, the ones who are willing to learn. Well, again, it's about the perception. So where you take your perception, okay, and when you look at something, you know, what are you seeing and what and, and how are you seeing it? You know, I know you're seeing it three-dimensionally. And does it change color or form or does it talk? So when I say teacher plants, are they talking? And how do they talk when they talk? No, they talk when we take them, when we use them, when mm-hmm. we. When you talk about teacher plants, mm-hmm. are those the ayahuasca's, ibogas, mushrooms? Well, when you said magic, and I'm going to come talk about magic plants, um, for me, uh, I saw sacred plants. Uh, for me, I also saw um, energy in the plants and intelligence. But don't all plants <coughs> have an. Aren't they sacred? And, all and awareness they're not of all sorts. Sa- yes, they do. But you must remember that sacred plants are very special. They, and therefore, you, we can define it in four categories. Probably, you probably look at plants uh, as food, medicine, poison, you know, and sacred, sacred. Okay, okay. facilitators, basically. So okay. those we be say that's how we divide the plants up. Sacred in, 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 in what way? You, you need to be a little more yes. specific because I'm going, sacred in mm. what well, way? Well, if you, know, you, if you go back centuries, facilitate yeah, if, what? Okay. You know what if I mean? you go back, if you go back in time and you have a look at cultures and history and you go back in, if you want to go to the Amazon, you know, but in Africa has a lot of indigenous people as well. Mm. But all over the world, the indigenous people that have upheld the spirit of the plant, mm-hmm. that honor the spirit of the plant, that bow down every day and, and honor that and, and, and give thanks for that. Because that is their medicine, their food, and their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it helps to create the energy of the culture as well. Uh, so the ceremonies and rituals that they would perform with these plants. What are okay, they? But when they to do specifically for certain sacred, like ayahuasca, iboga, um, and there are probably a couple others that are. I, I don't, don't know. even know what ayahuasca and iboga is. And these are, are psychoactive plants. So if. Go, the commercial go. people in America had to take the psychoactive mm-hmm. plant. They would probably see it as poison and get sick and vomit and do all of things. Yeah, and a, as a drug, if they isolate it, because they isolate the plant. And then what happens is, like, but in the culture, when they take it, it's not poisonous for them mm-hmm. because they're honoring it, because they understand the intelligence of the plant and what they need to do and the rituals that they're going to perform around that intelligence. Um, so they would have uh, the rites of passage, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would uh, maybe smoke or, or drink from the plant's uh, sap uh, to create an, 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 an energy and an atmosphere for that ritual experience and f- to open up consciousness and awareness. 
as and, well. And, and, and would they then go on a, a vision quest or uh, it's individual? Similar? Yes, it's very individual for everybody. Uh, every, uh, there's, and that's what's so amazing about plants as when you talk about plants and drugs, uh, because of the drug, you're isolated and there's no vision, there's no journey and you give one drug for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, one drug for high blood pressure, etc. But here you can give a tea and it's a compound tea and it works synergistically together. With all the other plants that have been put in and dried into that formula, formulational compound would be a better word. And when, and, and you can drink this tea for, for all the time mm-hmm. and it's not going to have no side effects. And they go, well, why are there no side effects? Cause I used that same compound and I isolated all those herbs in the compound and suddenly I've got all these side effects. So those are different types of plants. They're not so much the sacred plants because we've shifted now to like, you know, maybe just the human need for plants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so they have plants for everything. But if we're talking about sacred, uh, they're energy, they're intelligent, and um, they've also been, um, what's the word, They people are uprooting them and they are not putting them back into the earth. So, so you'll get a whole expedition arriving in um, the Amazon and they come to collect the plants so they can sell it into the commercial world and therefore what is happening to all these sacred plants and it's only the indigenous people that are looking after it but they're uplifting the indigenous people too mm-hmm. so I think we've reached a point on the planet where we need to go back to our tradition when we come back to 7 billion people and that's where I'm going with like where we are in the world that's, there's a conscious revolution going on and why people are going back towards plants and actually looking at plants in a, and trying to change the perception while the rest of us are busy trying to buy everything that might be plastic and accumulate, uh, accumulate and accumulate the masses or just and how much more do they want to destroy the planet okay they're not here the Gaia mother earth crying out as the plants are also crying out and calling. It's, it's, you know, it's great to say, do you not hear, do we not hear, but, but we need education, mm-hmm. you know, and therefore it, it is great that people like you can come and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So then we mean? talk about plants are part of an ecosystem, mm-hmm. you know, parts of conservation. And what are we, t- but you know, you give, you're giving a different slant to it. You're giving, you're giving a slant of, um, you know, yeah, you've got, you've got the different, cause when, when I heard of sacred plants, I'm going like, are we discriminating? Ah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, okay. you, you, no, you know, not no, at all. But, but <laughs> do you understand what yes, I mean? Okay. But you're breaking it down nicely, going like, that's for rituals or for mm. uh, raising mm. consciousness, mm. because with that, obviously, you can understand that's where mm. you'll go, um, mm. um, you know. And that's for food, and that's for whatever, mm. you know. And those are for medicinal purposes, etc., etc. Et so, so when you break it down like that, it 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 helps. Um, but wonder, I want to ask you. You, you said uh, the one subgroup is poisonous plants. Well, they all have alkaloids. They in. just aren't they? Just you know. Aren't we just taking them in the wrong dosage? Because um, I've heard, I've read recipes mm-hmm. that uses hemlock and foxglove, mm. which is highly poisonous. Yes, that's correct. But in minute, minuscule doses, they can do other things. That's correct. That's correct. That's why they work synergistically and in harmony that's a big with word. everything together. Say it slowly. Synergistically. <laughs> Um, it's, because I battle, it's because I battle with <laughs> yeah, so do I. I'm surprised I said it so well. I'm very proud of you. Um, and they work in harmony together with the condition with a person. That's the intelligence of the plants we're talking about. Is that uh, you know that super harmony uh, feel of working together with what's needed. 
and then medical science comes and tries to isolate and take it away from the harmony. So we're busy on a project. Um, at you mean tries to or does? Does as well. There you go. Um, I'm educating a, a doctor um, about exactly this, the synergistically, the symphony and orchestra that these these compounds sing to the human spirit, you mm-hmm. know, and to heal. Uh, and he says to me, but I don't see anything in this plant that says about gallbladder and, and this plant, tansy, is just poison, poison, poison when they've done all the research. So how can the tansy be in there? I'm going to work synergistically together in harmony with each other. You can't take it out and say, now this is poison and this is this mm-hmm. and try as a medical d- d- specialist or doctor you know, and try and find value there. And you're not going to win because this is much bigger than we are. Without plants, we don't breathe. Mm-hmm. So that's how much bigger it is than us, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how I see it. Uh, but having said that, that's just on the medical side. You know, when it comes to plants for food, we can look at our kitchen of herbs and things like that. But if we go back to the sacred plants, um, what's really incredible is that you can watch addiction disappear in five days. Okay, um, sacred plants. Uh, name us a few. Uh, I know you mentioned the ayahuasca and the Ebola. What? Iboga. Iboga. <laughs> Iboga. Iboga. Iboga or something else. Yes. Iboga. Now that, that, that's know. A, that, that, that we might need plants for that too. <laughs> sure. And then, well, how many others are there? And I would love Is to touch cannabis on that thing, what you plant? said. Now, <laughs> because for some religions, uh, what is it? The, the Rastafarians mm. use mm. cannabis as a, a sacred plant. A, a, you know what's interesting is that if you have a look at some of the ancient belief systems and you look at Christianity and uh, the Roman Catholics and things, and you would, you, if you look at them, they do baptism and communion. So indigenous people and people uh, who aspire to the modern way of living um, and um, culture really love plants and understand the intelligence would then that their rituals would be like a communion would like a baptism with the plant so sacred plants you could they would in their rituals be baptized with the sacred plant okay so that's one element i wanted to bring to you to mm-hmm. help you understand the magic or the sacredness of the plants mm-hmm. it's like a baptism or a communion would be a nice way to explain it uh, in their rituals and their ceremonies that they do I don't know how many there are Because there's still a lot that's uncovered But I know of three or four mm-hmm. you know, uh, And the one that I have did quite a bit of research on A couple of times was Iboga Ibogaine And Ibogaine was um, Used here in South Africa at a clinic that, um, As well that I saw and, and Because I go and uh, Recce mm-hmm. uh, And go out and check what's going on And come back and write And then upload Okay. All the information and say, yeah, guys, read some stuff, you know. And I saw this clinic. Because you have an, a website where people can yes. get all that information. That's from. correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what's it called again? It's called www.healthsense. Okay. One word. dot co. dot za. Okay. So <clears throat> you go, you recce, you write, and you and put it, it up. And I put it up there, and people find me, and they think I'm the expert on that particular plant, and then I would lead them to the expert if there is an expert. You know, or else I would give them as much knowledge as I gained, because imparting knowledge is what it's all about—to share, you know, and to share with communities and people. And life is moving that way because of uh, the the lack of the, the excess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next big thing on the table is food security and water, etc. Definitely. And when you look at that, plants are, you know, a way that we mm-hmm. need to start growing them. 
Well, even even if you are not a vegetarian, um, our meat sources need plants. So yes. without plants, we are that's correct. Oxygen. So we're a little bit in trouble. Yes. So the <laughs> conservation, the conservation comes in, and the ecosystems of these plants. It's also quite amazing to see what's what's happening mm. in the world. And I recently just did a, uh, completed a course with the United Nations on uh, consumption and production. Okay. You might have to speak a little louder because you're going over. Oh, am I? Your voice is going a little lower and lower. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, it, it, it's, it's, it's becoming very obvious that people are worldwide, there must have been about 1500 people on this online course. And, uh, obviously we all had threads to go in and, and read each other's uh, work and assignments. And quite incredible to see what some countries are lacking and, and, and how they're struggling just to find, uh, you know, save the ecosystems and say, and, and to get people onto the bandwagon of conservation and say, mm-hmm. are you conscious? How are you? What's actually going on in the world? Or people, oh, they just don't care. How many, but there was a lot when I saw there were 1500 people. I thought, well, at least there's 1500 people wanting mm. to know more to educate, to change the world and make it a better place for us all. And I think that plants really do play such an important role. And it's not just us as humans, it's also the animals, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that the plants. And, and if I look at um, Devil's Claw, Devil's Claw is a really interesting plant. Um, uh, there was um, in Pumalanga, there's a place up there where um, it, it grew prolifically when I was uh, a couple of years back. Uh, and we used to sort of go and uh, just have weekends away there, and uh, Devil's Claw was everywhere. Now I'm sure it's not everywhere because they're exploiting and they we exploit. So what does it do? Devil's Claw is incredible because it's a pain it, it, for arthritis. Um, it, it, again, it has many anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not maybe it's a magic plant because it, it, it can do so many things at once. It's not a sacred plant. Okay. And a sacred plant uh, is um, a psychedelic plant. Okay. Okay. Those are the ones that the the shamans would would consume to yes. to to get in touch with source, what whatever label. And the indigenous people, for want of a better word, because shamanism, there are different types of shamanism mm. all over the world. You know, I met a shaman here in South Africa that lives in Musenberg. Mm. And Peter was an amazing spiritual man, and he believes in the Holy Grail, and and getting in touch with the body from Holy Grail, and uh, you know, and he, that there's 17 virtues. So he has a different take on shamanism. Mm-hmm. So maybe shamanism is not indigenous, indigenous people are okay. much better. I'm so glad that. that you mentioned that, you know, because now it's not a, an exclusive thing, mm. you know, because when you go into that, one can be going like, oh, okay, so only you can do that, you know, yeah. and then you take away from the fact that that person who is now called the shaman, who's learned so much, or who is more gifted than the regular per- person possibly, you know, they're the only ones with the answers, and you take away from the fact that there are other people who are still going on with those traditions, you know, yes. and, and they practicing it and they have full communities and doing it and and, mm. and like you say doing the daily thing of getting up and 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 seeing this plant and and thanking it for whatever purposes you know um it it brings to to lives i think that's a beautiful thing um with, where you actually go you know what you little what what uh, desert rose. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you Thank for you. whatever. Yes. I mean, yes. I don't know what you okay. use it for. Before we before we carry on too much further, please come back to the iboga. Tell us yes. what it does. Okay. So they had. I, I, I can't be sure of of, of um, the participants at the clinic um, what their conditions were, but they were obviously some type of drug addicts, mm-hmm. uh, and they. 
um, they'd submit, they admit them for four or five days, mm-hmm. um, and then they start administering the iboga. And they put them in a room, and it's, in some cases, it's, it's got to be minimalistic. So it's just got to be a bed and, you know, a cushion and nothing. Yeah. And they're going to, yeah. What? They're going no. to reach. They're going they, they have to have a bucket. They, they have okay. to reach. They, they've okay. got to purge. Mm. Right. With the plants, you must purge. All right. You know, the body does that, uh, though, with, yeah. with anything. Once you, it starts healing from, mm. it, it, it gets rid of things, yeah. whether it's emotions or shaking. Whatever it's, it's the purging or, has to happen. Sweat or what. So, so I've, I've yeah. been to a couple of so clinics. It doesn't smell good there. Mm. This okay. was the first clinic a couple of years back that I went to. And, um, and it was, yeah, you know, sort of very hapdash. And I thought, oh, interesting. And he was, uh, it was experimental by the, uh, uh, by the looks of it. And he came and he said, and five days later, these people, they go through a whole cycle of stuff and everybody's different. There's not one individual that is actually handling it and, and the drug is, um, the, the iboga is doing the same thing for everybody. They administered IV mm-hmm. in that case. Uh, um, but Which other ways can you take it? Do you know? Orally, yes. Okay. Orally microdosing. Okay, so okay. the second clinic I went to a retreat, which I really loved because it was an eco-retreat. And there was a clinical psychologist there. And, uh, was this in Gauteng? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if it falls under Gauteng. It's more like Rustenburg Way. Okay. Northwest okay. Province, yeah, it's, uh, would, uh, Biffles, yes. Biffles Port somewhere there. Okay. And uh, there it was quite interesting because uh, there they do a whole profile. You go through an assessment and it was really professionally done. And then they mark, and there were alcoholics, uh, case studies of alcoholics coming through their heroin addicts in five days clean. And their consciousness awareness opened up. There was one guy there that um, apparently he kept seeing things. He was highly educated and had a successful business. But it started to play on his life because it overtook his life that he kept had seen things like… Um, was he psychic? No, I, I would say that maybe psychic. maybe it really was probably schizophrenia kind okay. of thing. Maybe he thought, yeah. well, you know, like, cause, and, uh, and he, he booked in and five days later cleared completely. So you must also remember there's a lot of energies. Remember, everything's energy. Our bodies are energy, you know, and if people doubt that and they think that's woo-woo, I mean, I, I, I really have to just say, you know, just go to the university, just ask for Killian camera and go take a photograph of the human being and you'll see that there's an aura, mm-hmm. you know. Well, that's the one thing we've been saying for a while now, or not saying, but seeing mm. that there is more and more scientific proof of all these things that have been regarded for years and years and years as woo-woo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read a, a plaque at uh, at a homeopath a while ago that said, when we started, when humans started, medicine was, here, take this route. And then it became, yeah, take this tincture. And then it became, mm. yeah, take this pull. And we are moving back to, yeah, take, take this, this root. root. But mm. now the roots are the bitter ones. And the flowers and the leaves are actually, uh, they, they're not as bitter. So mm. I always tell my clients and friends, and uh, because I'm sure <laughs> I've also got a label that I don't know about, you know. Uh, is that um, they are a bit hesitant at first, the friends, and then suddenly the um, uh, devil's claw. And I'm standing there, and, and oh, beautiful dog. And we can't, and for years my friends had this dog, and can't get up the stairs anymore. Oh, you're a dog. I'm going, no, 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 no. We've got to look after this baby now, I'd really. And the dog loves me. And <laughs> Even if you have to say it yourself, yeah, yeah, I, it just it adores me, and she doesn't understand why this. What is this love? But mm. I have that spirit, you see, because dogs are spirit too, you see. And uh, it's quite interesting because uh, I said, 
devil's claw. I'm going to get you some. Well, how much is it? And blah, blah, blah. I'm going, well, it's probably a hundred bucks for a hundred grams. And, you know, so we'll go get this and I'll bring it back. And so we say, okay, let's open it. She said, discs. They look like wooden discs. I said, put them in the pot. Brew them. <laughs> Infuse them. Let's get this going. Mm. And then it changes color and everything. I said, now you can use this again tomorrow and do it again tomorrow. Now fill up a, like a liter jug in the fridge. But now, it's bitter because now it's like we tasted the bark. You know, the bark's mm. bitter. And she said, how's he going to eat the, the beautiful thing? It's too bitter. I said, gravy and oh. the dog food. You have to prepare a menu mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So she got it down to a T, I must say. Oh. And for six months, she's been doing this ritual. And suddenly, I'm now being delivering not just one, like, you know, 100 grams, a couple for a couple other people down the line that also want for them. For their and dogs. Not, not just their dogs. It's a, the design studio at my friends. And suddenly, uh, the seamstress are coming down. What's that stuff you're giving to the dog, Wanda? We want that for arthritis. Oh, wow. We, and I'm going, wow, the Gorgos wanted for the arthritis. That's amazing. And that's incredible. So suddenly from the one house, I'm getting like four orders a month of devil's claw coming through, you know. So where do you get the devil's claw? Because you, you find them in, in shops nowadays, in little bottles and yes, stuff. They do, but they are they good or are they very watered down? Because no, we're like going to go like devil's claw. <laughs> 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 no, you see, because the difference is is that the traditional people love the teas, mm. love it in its crude form, and I do too because I think that then, then I'm not liable for the dosage overdose. Mm. Uh-huh. No, so um, the tea is the weakest form of. I mean, what I what I'm what I'm trying to get at is what is the difference between a tincture mm. and infusion? Okay, and tea? okay. All right, an infusion and a tea is basically the same thing. Okay. You infuse it, okay, uh, into a, a teapot or into a pot. You, it means you just brew it for a while. Um, but what is then? They make it into a supplement. They make it into, excuse me, a powder form. Mm-hmm. They make it into a tablet. So that's a different process. And though that different process, they need certain other ingredients to. Uh, Make that formulation to okay. uh, to yeah to hold it to cake a caking a caking agent for the for the tablet they uh-huh. need, they need a coating for the tablet you know mm-hmm. and maybe it's a sugar coating for the tablet so that's an extra process an extra thing so it becomes more expensive okay okay so everything you add besides the herb is now another at a cost so and then there's the bottle and then there's and by the time uh-huh. it gets into Discam or wherever, uh, you can go and buy a Devil's Claw there and you can buy their brand or another brand, etc. You ought to say, well, how much of the active ingredient is actually in there? Uh-huh. Okay, because you've got all these other agents that had in, in terms of the formulation. Right. So that's why you'll find the traditional people much preferred it in its natural form. Turmeric, is that also a, yes. a, a magic? Uh, because it also sounds like it sounds almost like it's you're talking s- about turmeric because it, it's kind of like the same, mm. helps with the inflammation. Rah, rah, rah. Turmeric's a root. Mm-hmm. Like ginger. Yes. Okay, so um, uh, tansy is a plant. Uh, devil, cl- devil claw is bark. Uh, so, you, you know, you start f- differentiating between what the parts of the plants that it mm-hmm. comes from. So if turmeric's a root, it's a yellow root and it's seasonal. Mm-hmm. And it's quite amazing how that yellow root is also a dye. Uh, but it's also, a, 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 it's, I think the, the botanical word is a curcumin, something like that, that is now the active ingredient in it. That uh, aids mm-hmm. in cancer with or helps 
with cancer. And with, with so, Alzheimer's prevention. Well, that's the research that's not conclusive. Is it not conclusive? Because there is research. But when you start looking at research for cancer, it's a huge market. And you've got to look at what they don't want in that market as well. Mm. And that's my concern when we talk magic plants, you know, because turmeric's a beautiful herb and it colors everything yellow, including your tea towels, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, and, but it is an antioxidant mm-hmm. is where I would go with it yeah. and because that research is more conclusive than for cancer or a disease. So let's not put labels on it because when it's magic, you don't want to label anything. Oh, wonderful. Mm. Aloe vera. Oh, lovely. You know, because everybody goes mm. on about aloe vera. Yes, it's, it's, but it's now, about the, the, the herb or, or the plant of the, of the it's moment. It's a sap. Mm-hmm. And it's also a, a succulent. So it doesn't need much water. So since Africa is a scarce, water scarcity mm. and we're looking at desification, that's a wonderful plant to grow here mm. because it doesn't need much water. And it can grow in the Karoo in the deserts. Okay. And it grows very well and but very fast. I have to tell you, do not confuse the difference between an aloe, aloe vera mm-hmm. and aloe ferox. Mm-hmm. Because aloe vera, we only hold 1% of the world's, ta- world's commodity. Okay? But an aloe ferox grows in the Northern Cape prolifically. So you're looking at more like aloe ferox here and as a local plant. Which do you use for what? And very similar properties to both, but aloe vera is stunning because it not only is it a sap, it's an alkalizer to the, to the digestive tract. Excellent for skin because it's got high um, um, moisturizing properties in it. Um, and so, yes, it's an all-rounder. And they marketed big in the townships in a big way. Um, I worked with a Dutch company that actually um, was subsidized and brought it in the aloe vera and they had plantations in uh, little islands all over the world. Uh, but we are not the biggest producer of aloe vera mm-hmm. by far, but aloe ferox is. And beautiful cosmetics they make with it and soaps. And those are a better option than buying Dove and, you know, um, and Nivea and all of those commercial brands because it's more natural. So what are you saying? Plant yourself some aloe vera or aloe mm. ferox in your garden and use those um, when you go wash or or make it's, your own soap with it. Now remember you know? the sap or of the aloe plant is also bitter. So you get the so aloe, aloe, aloe bitters. Because people drink that. It's yucky. Mm. I do not understand why people go like, have some, it's wonderful. Mm. And I go like, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I know people religiously drink it. No, yes, and when they do, it means they believe in that plant. And See? would that would that belief almost make the plant's properties stronger? Because now what you have is sh- uh, shape shifting. Okay, so when you talk about magic, okay, and you talk about energies, so here you are, or me, here's me, and here's the plant, and say aloe vera for want of a plant. And uh, and I like think so it's just what I need. How do I know that? Because I'm listening to my body. I'm conscious. I'm awake. I'm out there, and I take the plant. And I'm like, um, yes, I love you. I drink you. Okay. I, I bless I you. Merge with you. <laughs> no, I just merge. Sh- but that's blessing. I love because you. we you, because you we energy. Mm-hmm. We can we can um, integrate. Uh-huh. Okay, and interconnect so take its properties. and take its properties. And then that's shape-shifting, and that's the way we need to shape-shift the world to be a better place, is with the plants, and start take, caring for them and growing them and loving them. You see, you've just taken them. the word out of shape-shifting for mm. me, out of the word shape-shifting. Yes. Not quite for me yet. I'm thinking, I don't want to be an aloe. Are we all going to stand there? No. I'm, I'm teasing. Yeah. Carry on, carry on. 
<laughs> well, we, you can choose tansy then. <laughs> what is this tansy? This is like the first time you guys mentioned tansy. No, because that's the and, toxic plant. Ah, that there's right, so the much oh. research about the toxicity of it, but tansy is wonderful as a, a um, um, insect repellent. Is it? It's got other properties. I'm still researching and I'm not quite on top of it, to be honest. But like one of the big things for tansy is an, a, a repellent for insects and things. Mm-hmm. But now the other interesting part is impepo. Oh, mm. and, say more. And impepo for me is helicratium, okay, which is its botanical name. That is a magic plant because it's it's what we call African sage. And... The Caucasian or the, or the white girl would come along like me and say, I want to go buy some incense. And what incense do I want? Because I want a clear space. I want sage. I want white sage. And then we burn white sage to clear space. Okay, negative energy out the space. So Pepo is in the indigenous people for many years in Africa, and it still is. When we used to go to um, the, these Mbizos and meetings, there were just a couple of traditional healers. We always gave them the space in front of the stage before any of the guests arrived, the guest speakers and things, and the facilitators, and they would burn and do their ritual with the Impepo in front of the stage to clear the space. So that's really nice. So we use incense in the same way. So it's not such a, mm-hmm. you know. I thought you were going to say we drink it. Is, they yeah, do. I was going to ask, is, 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 yes, is no, the I'm, burning the only thing in paper I, I had a, pa- a patient in today or a client in today, and it's the first time he's come to see me. He met me before. And uh, he, you, you know, it was incredible. He just said there, and I said to him, oh, I want you to take him paper. He said, what? He said, I've never met anyone like you that says <laughs> so familiar with this. And I'm going, <laughs> yes, well, um, I said, I've had an interesting journey with plants. And so thank you for inviting me here today. And he and I said, I don't want you to drink it. And I want you to burn it in your space. And what he discovered was that he, um, his biological father, we only met now, you know, 30 years later. And so there's a lot of stuff going in his mind about the energy and the feelings and the emotions about how do I feel about this? You know, so it's all family issues. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he's seeing me because he's not feeling great about all the family issues and it, you know, it, it's causing a condition. And he, and he said, so how did you know this? Because I said, I don't know. I saw it yesterday when I was preparing for a radio talk and it came across and I knew you were seeing me today and I knew that you needed Impepo before I even heard what you were about. So it's less, when you said, mm. you know, how do I talk to them? How do you <laughs> know? You just know, you know, mm-hmm. it's like an, an awareness. All right. And he was said, I said, you can go to the markets and get it. And he said, no, you got to get it. Okay. So I phone up a pharmacist while he's there and say, ah, have you got Impepo? Impepo, how do you spell that? <laughs> okay. Now, so you see, he's talked to the commercial world and you talk to the traditional world or mm-hmm. you talk to, you know, I'm going like, wow, I didn't, I was quite surprised today. I thought everybody knows what Impepo is. Mm. So it just shows you <laughs> where I live, you know, uh, in my head <laughs> with everything. And I said, okay, no, well, hey, how do you spell it? I said, Helicretium. What? Spell it? And I'm going, no. Is that plant so unknown to the pharmaceutical world? Hmm. And yet it is so known right to all the people in Africa. All the, all the indigenous, indigenous. culture. Then I said, oh, but it's African, um, uh, African sage. sage. No, we only have common sage, the one you put in your stews. I said, no, I don't want that one. 
that interesting. So mm. I'm giving it to him for two reasons, to ingest it and to clear space because there's, con- there's not conflict, but there's confusion mm-hmm. in his mind, emotions that he's going through, and I need to help him too. And what would the ingestion help The ingestion, the inflammation in the body. Because the minute, remember we're an energy system. So the minute something upsets you, uh, it's going to cause a reaction of your emotion in your body. So you you need to shift that emotion Mm -hmm. or else you've got the reaction stays. So we'll use it as for its energetic properties and for its anti-inflammatory and microbial properties. Hmm. I'd say. So I never thought of drinking it. No, wait, wait. Yeah, never oh, heard. Okay, but now be careful which people you do because you can go to the markets and they actually just twine the people up. The bundle. Yes, in the bundle or they actually just put it into like a, a wreath kind of thing mm. and you, and you buy it. But you know, you're not sure of your source. So you'd be sure of your source because it could be, you don't know where it's been, mm. you know, and how, how clear or clean or, you know, Mm. Um, so because you, the, it's the same with medical control council when you get you've got to make sure that you've got a, uh, a CIA a certificate of analysis which really says where's it coming from and you know mm, sanitra- okay. sanitation and all of that mm, kind of stuff mm. so you just be a little more careful if you are looking for in paper then you're looking for more the botanical name if you want to ingest it okay. you know don't just go and get an in paper off the markets and say I'm now drinking it you know mm. because uh, and then so it goes wrong you know, mm. because you don't know this this knowing the source of the mm. plants mm. would that also um, play a role when you are Harvesting herbs for your own medicinal reasons. Or Absolutely, okay. Source and species and um, land area where the where the originates from. And moon phase. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> What's moon phase? Hook me up. Is that that thing that happened mm. last night? Well, yes. last night we had a, a partial lunar eclipse. Yes. But mm-hmm. some herbs I've heard, and I mean, you would mm-hmm. you would uh, tell me where I'm wrong. Um, you harvest during full moon and other herbs during dark moon. Mm. Is, is that more or less? Yes, it is. There's a lot of pagans that would, would, would utilize, uh, you know, uh, that kind of, uh, um, seasonal or um, guidance from the, uh, moon. But, but does mm. it not play an actual part? I mean, uh, as we've said, uh, science is more and more proving yeah, these plants, sure. things that we talk about. So, so would the, the phase of the moon, would it, would, would, the moon pull the waters of the plant or something would would it influence its efficacy Absolutely. not its efficacy it's 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 richness okay it's richness okay mm. uh and the way it grows because it's um it's like everything it's uh, the, the vedic tradition which is um if you go an ayurvedic because then you're looking at ayurvedic plants they're the same as ours except it's just a different terminology because it's indian based mm-hmm. But Ayurveda and Vedic are the oldest healthcare system in the world. Mm. Uh, and um, from there, they plants, and they believe very much in seasonal. And that's what it is, the same as agricultural, seasonal growth. So whether it's by the moon phase and that, that's going to actually help with the richness on, and of that plant and the energy that you're putting into that plant by growing it under the moon. And I, my ex-fiancé that I lived with, he, we would always go to the nursery and then he would just leave them. And, and I'm going, why? You haven't planted anything. He was waiting for the moon. I discovered one day. <laughs> really? And here he was waiting for the moon to plant all the shrubs in our garden. And he said, they're gonna, you watch how beautiful they're going to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he said, it's incredible to see. 
I, ha- so, I have heard that where mm. people go, but you're very, you've, you're very good with the moon stuff as well, mm. Liesl. Mm. You, you know, can, she- you can actually buy a calendar <laughs> that tells you the planting seasons with the moon. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I've never worried too much about it, but, um, I, I, you know, I've sort of just flitted past that. And maybe if I had the opportunity, I would take more cognizance of it. Do oh. you have an amazing garden where you can harvest from for whatever? I did. Uh, and I live up in Lock Up and Go, minimalistic. All right. Because my work is outside of that Lock Up and Go. All right. <laughs> my life basically is outside of that Lock Up and Go. It's a choice that I made for a short while. But yes, I've had my own gardens and um, always my own herb garden and rose garden. And, and funny enough, um, the house um, that I lived in, we bought and purchased and uh, it was owned by a Greek and a British couple, and she had died, and therefore he was say he was a Greek artist and was selling the home. And this is when you talk about magic, okay, and the plants. And uh, just to cut a long story short, uh, we in the house for just recently moved in, taken occupation and everything. And every night I went to bed, switched my light lamp off, the lamp would go back on. Crazy, <laughs> haunted. <laughs> Or no, so she thought. No, I could feel it wasn't haunted because I actually have, I can walk into a place and say, oh, don't like it, it's haunted, and I'm out of there. So there's a difference between haunted or there's an energy there. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely an energy there, and I knew it had to be her, okay? She'd passed and he's moving on, and we bought the house. And uh, <clears throat> so one night we're sitting in the kitchen, and he, he said, oh, let's do renovations. All the roses at the bottom of the garden, and she being British, the roses were all of it. And he, I never forget, the Greek said to my fiance, Please do not move her roses. And suddenly he's wanting to uplift all. I said, You can't uplift the roses. He says, No, 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 I'll put them on the side by where we put, make the car park, and so forth and so forth. And the next thing, so he does that. The day that he did that, and it all looked fantastic. And we redesigned the whole garden. That night we were socializing with friends in the kitchen. And I just said, thank you for not moving, not killing the roses. Uh-huh. And there was like this whole room. And there must have been about six of us having dinner in the kitchen. And this like fluttering like doves. Hundreds wow. and hundreds of doves. And we all could feel it. And we were all energy systems felt like we were doves. It was quite incredible. And I, and I just stood up and I said... She's leaving us now. She's fine. Mm. It was the last time the sure. light ever switched off on honor. Sure. I've got goosebumps. There's, there's <laughs> a, magic there's roses. Were they white? You know, we seem to mm. intuit that that roses are magic because there's so much lore around yes. the rose. Mm. As there is with rosemary. Oh, okay, yes. go ahead. Yes. What, what are the myths or, or stories around that? Well, you know, if a lady grows, a woman grows rosemary in her garden, she is um, head of the house. So in um, more traditional times, Victorian times, the men used to go into the garden digging up all the rose, uh, rosemary bushes to prove to her that he was head of the house. <laughs> and because there's... <laughs> That they used to say that they were, used to do witches brew with rosemary. Oh, you know, in the Victorian era, and so that's quite a. That, is that now myth? <laughs> well, I don't know. I know it cooks myth really magic. well, and it, it's really good for the hair. It's great, and you know, and it makes place uplift nice, cleanses. You know, you put it next to the bed, or and it's you crush it a little bit. It smells oh. divine. But you the know, you sleep like a baby, kind of like with yes, lavender. because. 
the rosemary under the you can take a, uh, a sprig of rosemary and put it under your pillow, mm-hmm. and you will. It's known that they say that you will not have nightmares, evil dreams, and evil spirits will be warded, warded off. Oh right. Mm. By the fact that you just put it under your pillow And lavender, Shemaine just mentioned lavender And I have to say, if I have to choose between rosemary and lavender I'll choose lavender Except I do think I'll plant a rosemary bush <laughs> <laughs> They make nice hedges As does lavender About the lavender Lavender for me is um, I think you sleep more peacefully um, And it calms you Calms the nervous system, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a it's 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 a gentle healer. Mm. It also helps with it it, it helps with headaches, mm. and it also amplifies other plants' properties. Mm-hmm. Does yes. it not? Yes, it can. Yes, because it it's gentle. Yeah. So it, yeah, I normally also use it when I when I go away from my my space because I feel stuff. So um, it's difficult for me to fall asleep in someone else's space. Yes, if I'm not. Yes. You know, and then that I use, and if I don't, you know, obviously you can't sometimes go around with lavender itself. Your lavender and salt sachet, you can't do that. (laughs) But then what you do is you get some some drops Mm. on a um, tissue next to your bed. Bob's your uncle. It it helps, you know. Um, Yes. Anyway, it helps because it's calming. Mm. It's a calmative herb. It's not a uh, you know um, uh, it's not a teacher herb. Mm-hmm. But having said that, also rose is very interesting because rose is uplifting. We, okay. you know, obviously I'm a health, I'm a health therapist as well. And uh, um, do you also eat rose uh, leaves or, or, or rose petals? I use the oil blend. All right. Uh, do you make them yourself? No, um, I've got a supplier. All right. If I had the time when I'm retired. I'll make them myself. Because <laughs> that's so fun. What's, what, it what takes it forever to, mm, to, you to distill, distill the distill. oil. But you'd buy the distilled oil in and then work it. But you, because then you're going to have to have a distiller, you know, and that's mm-hmm. quite expensive. So, uh, but you can create other things with uh, with it. You know, you can potpourri. What's a teacher herb? A teacher herb is the ones that will have in uniquely individual lessons for each of us. So how would we know? And give examples, man. Don't don't be all mystical about this. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Liesel. Mm. Well, for instance, the teacher plant for this client today within people. Mm. Well, I know okay, it's a little okay, teacher plant for teacher him. Plant. For him. Okay. But it's maybe not for somebody else. Okay. So it is very individualized. Yes. So let me give you an example. I'm, um, I had a client who phoned me and said, um, um, I need to change my massage. And I said, oh, okay, no problem, why? And she just burst into tears and said, my father's just passed. I've just got news 10 minutes ago and I can't make it. I said, no, well, don't worry, but it expires now. I said, don't worry, um, I'll book you. When are you back? About 10 days? No problem, I'll book you for 10 days. Oh, absolutely, there's no question. That mm. you're gonna, it doesn't matter that you're not redeeming it in time. And, and she came in and had the massage. It was a, you know, uh, and I was very aware of her. And she went to Limpopo and did the ritual and the burial. And um, so I had a lot of compassion in my spirit that day when she came in. And I put some rosemary into the um, the, the rose oil. Um, and I massaged her and I then told her she's in a safe space and rest. And I left the room. And she came out of here and she said. What did you use? I feel amazing. You took me straight back to the ritual of the burial. Okay. To make peace. 
She wow. said, what oil? It was rosemary. But it was just a touch of rosemary that I put in on the last mm. minute. But the, the the rose oil is uplifting and great for depression mm-hmm. and very therapeutic for moisture in the body. It's also somehow it makes me, that smell mm, beautiful. makes me, I think that's the way so, love smells. Yes. Mm. I, I like just, that. The, the, the energy. Just you need to get a bunch of red roses <laughs> so we can tell you how much we love you. Is there, thank yes. you, Graciously accepted. Is there, do you, can you explain how people came up with the idea that red roses are for love and yellow roses are for, or yellow daisies are for friendship? I'm, I'm not really sure, but I always thought that, that yellow roses were for death. Oh. But recently when I read in some books, it said there that the yellow roses were for inspiration. Okay. So okay. I, I think okay. So I think changed. And, 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 and also, make it I heard it's for friendship. Yes. You know, so it go, it's, I suppose it goes, it mm. goes with the with the with the years. Well, Wanda, we are almost out of time. You must there go is do that a thing. story uh-huh. that when I said to Shemaine, so Shemaine, we're going to talk about the magic of plants, and she went like, huh. And I said, no, I met this incredible lady who told me the most. Amazing story. Ah, yes, I know which one that and is. And you know which one yes. it is. So there you go. It's today. It's the second time. I'm just feeling a little bit sad because my mentor wasn't any younger, and uh, and he taught me so many things about um, magic plants, actually, and this this that they had, and and he made me believe more how much intelligence and spirit they have in these plants. I practiced for a long time and lived in Bryanston. Before we sold the house And uh, there were It was shrubbery mainly mm-hmm. And the only kind of like plants That had kind of uh, some color Were the agapanthers And the whole of the front uh, fence Was just covered with agapanthers uh, The palisade fencing And every time I had a client come New client come in They would zoot past the house <laughs> And I'm like I don't get it how do these people just keep zooting past the house when there's a big 81 outside and I, the, 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 it's very clear it's dark green, it's this, there's nothing to and miss. And loads of agus. Yes. Uh huh. There's nothing to miss. Mm-hmm. But they always miss it. Oh. And when I sat with my younger friend one night and, and, and he sees my soul and he reads me very well and teaches me so many beautiful things and he sat there and he said, you know what? He said, you do know. He said that every time you're sitting at home, you know, and people, they can never find you. I said, I'm sorry. He said, I said, what do you mean? He said, because you've got agapanthers in front of your garden. He says, agapanthers hide you. So people can't find you. So if the sheriff of the court is coming, he won't find you because he drives straight past you. Mm. And so I'm going, that's why all my clients, from the first time they've ever come there, just drive straight past. And I thought it was... Until I actually witnessed it afterwards, I became aware of it. Uh-huh. Before I wasn't aware of it until he made me aware of it. And then when I had a couple of bookings of new clients, that's exactly what happened. Wow. So if you want to hide, yes. you, you don't want to be seen. You don't want to be seen. Um, Especially not by the sheriff of the court. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but all these people running out to buy Agapenthus tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So what, what if you want a, an active social life? What plants would you what would you uh, What's put really in your garden? African ginger is really nice. African ginger. But it's not about always about 
what you plant. Uh-huh. It's how you use the plant. So the mag- that's the magic in the so plant. So great salmon. Throw it across your garden in front. No, you're great ginger. You have ginger with lemon, you know, when you're pregnant and because you're feeling nausea. So you grate ginger into, uh-huh. you know, warm water and have that and then your nausea will go away. Okay. But African ginger is different. So you need a piece of African ginger, which you know is a root. Uh-huh. And you need to just put it into your pocket because you're going to a board meeting or you're going to a, you know, uh, some kind of like conference or something that you uh-huh. need to speak and you're a little bit nervous and you're not sure the outcome and things like that. Then the African ginger will give you confidence and, and well-being within yourself. That's amazing. Does it smell funny though? No, because no. you've just got the root in your pocket. Okay. You know what I mean? And, uh-huh. uh, no, I mean, I'll do it as long as people don't think I smell mm-hmm. funny. But ginger smells <laughs> great. It doesn't. And no, it's a milder ginger than the um, the, uh, the, the, the the common regular. ginger, regular mm-hmm. uh, food ginger. I'm, I actually don't know the, the botanical name for the regular ginger. Mm-hmm. And I'm always buying it. It's crazy. So, so where'd you get it? If you if you call it, I just thought gingers ginger, except for galangal, which oh, no, you know, no, everything's got species. Rem- All right. So in, so in, in, in South African Africa, there's like? something like two hundred fifty four thousand species. Oh, you know, ginger? No, of plants. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just about to die. <laughs> so I need to find out what that one looks like. The African ginger. The African ginger. Yeah. So quickly, you we had a conversation about fake plants. What are your thoughts about it? Because we use it, I use it. I'm not even going to sh- be shy about it and say I use it to bulk up my fresh flowers. Um, you know, so I take 15 rand, I buy strawberry or a couple of extra long stem. What, what? And then I take my other fake beautiful flowers, I put them together in my house or wherever. And it makes a beautiful statement. But you go like fake flowers. It's like you were cursed when you saw one of our flower our our plants here. What's up with that? Um well I just think that you know we that the, the world is uh, uh has too much critical mess, you know, of okay. everything. Uh, and there's just too much plastic and we need to upcycle more and recycle and Mm. become more minimalistic and indulge ourselves more into what is alive. Okay. What has energy. So the plastic plants don't have energy. They, they get dust on them and they, and you don't have to water them. So that's a bonus. But, uh, more than that, what is the value to you? Mm -hmm. Just for the visual. So, but some of them are not plastic anymore. We we are go, we are getting better with this. Some of them are silk. Some of them are fabric. You know, you know my roses, my silk roses. You are looking for okay. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so just say it. Mm. So, know. so that's okay. That's okay. Um, but I think that's the first stepping stone is the fact that you admire because you say that these fill up. So they've got to look like plants. So they, they do. Act, they look really fake great. plants. They're, they're fake, fake, but you know. That's a you good know. starting point to get to the real thing. Mm. But when you got the real thing, why do you want the fake? Because the real thing is damn it all expensive. No, it's at not. Times. Because mm. you germinate. You pro, you, you, you germinate your plants. You take, you can take a, a cut plant. So geranium is a beautiful plant because you don't have to go out. You can buy one. You can go to your friend's house and just take a piece of hers and you can immediately put it in the soil and grow it and you haven't paid a cent for it. Right, that's a total new discussion mm. because I don't know where I'm going <laughs> so to get you haven't spent beautiful roses, you know, massive knobs of heads, and you know, so that's oh, suppose so you got expensive taste. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it, it, you know it's a conversation for another day. But yes. thank you so much, mm. you know, mm. for for that. But I'm glad it's not you know a stigma. Mm. No, know, it's, it's just stigma. about it's the first we stepping need to stone. cut down on stuff. I think it's the first stepping stone to the real world. 
Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Wanda, again, just your website, www.healthsense.co.za. Perfect. It was so great to have this conversation with you. Yes, I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry it's ended. Plants have magic, right? Uh, Totally. We believe that. We even thank them for being grown before we eat them. Yeah. That we do. So I'm going to say goodbye. Um, Palisa, are you going to say goodbye too? She's not going to say quiet. <laughs> 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 oh, Palisa Mabuyo was our control. And I'm Shemaine Harris. Thank you so much for listening. Be good to yourself. And from me, Liesl Tom, take care. This is CliffCentral.com.